What's the story, everyone? Welcome back to GA Fan TV. It's the Championship Weekend Preview Show. We're going to be looking ahead to both provincial football finals that are taking place this weekend. We've got Dublin going up against Loud. We've got Armagh taking on Derry as well. We'll also be looking briefly at the Under-20 all Ireland final as well as some uh, Talchian Cup action, which, of course, uh, commences this weekend. I'm joined here by John McMahon from the J Mac podcast. We're going to be uh, yeah previewing all the games, discussing all the games, few other bits and bobs along the way, I'm sure. So, uh, John, how's things? I'm, I'm sure you're uh, very excited for the Talchin Cup this weekend. And I suppose the Cavan boys are back in town again. Oh, Lordy. Thanks a million for having me on the show, my man. Much appreciated. It's always a pleasure to join you again. Yeah, no, yeah, it's 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 probably not as I probably said on Twitter a couple of a couple of days ago. Probably not really where we want to. Good evening, Mikey. Uh, probably not really where we want to be. Like I suppose you probably put a lot of emphasis into your provincial championship, and unfortunately, Cav just couldn't get over the line against the Armagh Armagh team there a few week a few weekends ago in Brefty Park. But look, it's the Totten Cup, and that's that's the that's the cards we've been dealt with, and that's what Cavan's really kind of signed themselves up for. So we'll have to. Attack the game uh, against Leash on Saturday, obviously going in as favourites. But yeah, I suppose you just get <laughs> football. Like, it, it, there's so many ups and downs in football, and I suppose you just kind of can have to keep rolling with the punches. And that's that's life as a supporter, or as a fan of the of teams, and you just kind of have to keep going with it. But it's probably not. Obviously, I'm probably speaking from a Calvin end of things and Calvin player point of view, and even supporters. Absolutely, everyone. It's not where we want to be, but. You have to try go win the thing. I know we were unsuccessful doing that last year, but we have to. Like we are the bookies' favourites there. I think, I think Mead are behind us, Downs behind us, awfully behind us as well. But yeah, we just have to attack it again, attack it as professionally, and no doubt the Cavan lads are training hard to get their hands on the Talton Cup this year once again. Absolutely, absolutely, and we'll certainly dive into uh, some of the games in the Talchin Cup a little bit later on, but I suppose looking at both provincial football finals this weekend, I think like it's fair to say that this weekend there's definitely a lot more buzz and excitement around these two provincial finals as opposed to last weekend. Like I think last weekend we all very much knew that Kerry and Galway would, would win the respective provincial championships. I think maybe we expected Kerry to push Clare, or sorry, Clare to push Kerry a little bit more than they did, given that Clare are, you know, have been playing at Division Two for a consistent level. But obviously, this weekend, I know mo- most people would probably say Dublin Loud is a formality. But when you look at how Dublin Kildare was, the the rise of Loud in the last couple of seasons, the potential regression of Dublin, that has the potential to definitely be possibly a, a bit more of a competitive Leinster final than what we've seen in the last sort of, you know, 10, 12 years. And obviously Armagh Derry, I mean, that's that's a cracking game in itself. I think tickets sold out after a couple of days there. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's going to be exciting. And both provincial finals, hopefully anyways, will uh, will live up to the billing. Ah, yeah, no, definitely. And like, I suppose, like, I was away for like for the games last weekend, and by all accounts, I missed the daily squad. Like, you know, it's funny. I was only talking to former Dublin footballer Shane Carey about the games earlier on, and we, we, we there was damn all really you could say about them because they're supposed to, they're, they're they were so one sided. Was that is the provincial championships we're dealing with at the minute? But yeah, this weekend, I suppose we'll delve into the games now in a couple of seconds. But no, we are really looking forward to them. Obviously, I suppose obviously the championship game being the standout game between Derry and Armagh. Um, 
obviously, like both teams, it's a huge game. Obviously, Armagh haven't won an Ulster Championship 2008. Derry won it last year. So, like, it's it's a huge prize and offer for both teams. And I think probably going into it, we'll, we'll talk about a couple of seconds, but I think there probably is that bit more pressure on Armagh to deliver. Um, and then obviously, like the Leinster final, like gosh, you know, Clouds, Clouds first Leinster final since 2010. We, we all know what that day can they rewrite a bit of history? Can they rewrite the wrongs against <laughs> a formidable Dublin team that haven't been betting the Leinster Championship since what are we talking 2011? I think, am I right in saying that? So it could even be more than that. So it, it's a huge task the Loud lads have in front of them this weekend. Um, I believe jerseys are a nice price going into the Leinster final as well. I seen the prices up in there last week, and oh, it, was, it, it it stung a lot of people. Aaron, I don't know, did you see it? Um, I think the Leinster final promo jerseys, so God, I, I think a lot of people seem seem to be giving out, but um, that's the way of the world at the minute. But look, this is going to going to be hopefully two good games this weekend. You know, we're hoping Loud can just give a good account of themselves, go up there. But look, it's a mammoth task, and unfortunately, like it's well. Look, in fairness, like Kildare were like absolutely brilliant against uh, Dublin the last year, but I think this is a different proposition for this loud team. But like, God, who knows if they could pull off a shock goal? Would it be like it'd just be? It would be absolutely remarkable. It would be absolutely incredible. But look, at the end of the day, it's oh, it's just it's this is what we're used to at this stage. Dublin and it's the final. We all know what's going to happen. Unfortunately, you know. Absolutely, absolutely, and I suppose we we will start by, I suppose previewing the, the the bigger provincial final of the two, as we said, in terms of Armagh against Derry. It's obviously, uh, well, Armagh are obviously a Division Two side now, but two sides that have been there thereabouts, and you know, in terms of Ulster in the last couple of years, Derry obviously winning the the Ulster Championship uh, last season, Armagh their first Ulster final since two thousand and eight. Obviously, massive, massive occasion for for Armagh. And I suppose looking at Armagh first of all, I mean, mm. obviously it's been a it's been a long time since they've got two in Ulster finals. There's been all this pressure. There's been all, all this weight in terms of even getting to a final. And even with the fact that, obviously, they, they beat yourselves, Cavan in the quarterfinals, they mm-hmm. comfortably got passed down in the end in the semifinals. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like this Armagh team, Kira McGinney, Rian O'Neill, Charlie O'Burns, Rory Grugan, all these players and management, you know, people who've been part of this management panel, this is what Armagh have really been working towards for the last... Mm-hmm sort of eight nine years and i suppose here we go like it, it's time mm-hmm. to time to see if they can they can live up to the billing and go out and, and do the business i you know like it, it definitely is and i suppose this is kind of what i have basically been saying to you on this podcast i think since we've ever started nearly doing the podcast at this stage like this is probably a conversation me and you've been having for like probably two to three years at this stage this is where Arma have been absolutely craving to get to to try and win because, as I said, they haven't won an Anglo Celt Cup since 2008. So I think from from an Arma point of view, obviously, like the fans, the fans are so passionate about their football. Arma have always had fine, fine teams, fine, fine footballers. So now is the time to stand up and deliver. Like they got through, obviously, Antrim, they got through us, they got through down. Probably all three games with their ease, like an old Cavan trading huffed and puffed. Fits and fits and starts, but really didn't look like posing Armagh much of a threat that day. So three games, will them three games stand to Armagh going into this one? I'm not overly sure. I think they probably expected a bit more of a test from down the last out down. Unfortunately, aren't at that level. They're down or far from Division One football at the minute. So just down, just didn't put it up to them. We we probably weren't overly for that. So it had to be tested going into it. I'm not overly sure, but it's it's hard to know. I think it's just the fact. I think as you rightly said, Armad, the fact they're in an Ulster final, 
they're in with a it's it's a two horse race. It's a very very impressive dairy team that they will be coming up against. But this Armagh team, it it, it has it, it's win it's win or die on Sunday for Kieran McGinley. And, and you know we hear supporters kind of getting on getting on his back, and you know we need to get it also title. We need to get a bit of silverware. You've been there a long time, but now is the time to stand up and deliver. Sunday is a huge day for Armagh. Um, I know obviously this dairy team going in probably will be going in as slight favourites, maybe Armagh, slight underdogs. But look, we're hoping for a good game on Sunday. I hope to God. I know me and you were doing the live uh, match show, and like it was a funny game of football. Like, in fairness, I know a lot of people were saying it was very negative last year, probably didn't want to watch much, but I weirdly thought. I'd far rather that sort of a game than a 20 30 point hammer in the other provincial yeah. finals I've seen. So I actually enjoyed last weekend and or sorry, last year. And a lot of people were probably thinking, God, you're mad, but I enjoyed it because it was such a nail biting game. And then a lot of people thought it was bad. But hopefully this weekend it's open. We see Shane McGuigan, Rain O'Neill getting all these beautiful scores and just a proper game of football because out of the four provincial finals, this is the one game we really probably don't know who's going to win. Like I know Derry's going in as favourites, but you have to give Armagh a huge chance as well because there's a lot of pressure on them and they know they need to deliver. Yeah, like I agree. Like I think you do you do have to give Armagh a great chance because I know like in the league, fair enough, like they, they obviously got relegated and I don't think many people would have expected that at the start of the year. I think more people were looking at them more so to to possibly go and, and maybe reach a, a league final. But like obviously with the, with the talent and players that they have in terms of Rian O'Neill on his day, I think is one of the best footballers in, yeah. in the country. Like they've added, I think is a Shane McPartland in midfield as well. It looks like a very good addition. Ethan Rafferty, I think maybe can I suppose have our math fans on the on the edge of their seat at the best of times. But um, you know even even his ability at times is is fantastic. And mm-hmm. like Jardy O'Burns at wing back, Rory Groog and Stefan Campbell, like they have a lot of very very good players and. I think it would. They definitely will, in my opinion, cause more problems to Derry than I think Monaghan did. I think Monaghan were quite flat in that semi-final. I think they couldn't really get their big players in the game, like Conor McManus or Jack McCarran or any of these lads. Whereas Armagh, like if they if if they bring it, which we know that's possible that they can do it. Like if they if they play if we see the Armagh version of what we seen sort of around this time last year, I think it's more than capable for them to cause Derry a you know more than one problem in this game. Mm. Well, I think it, it could even be simple, something simple. I know it's probably too late in the day to probably change tactics at this point of view, but I think even if Armagh can even try to revert back to this, the, the sort of football they were playing like last year, because it was it was very enjoyable to watch. And even mm. like say this year, I know obviously like in glimpses in the championship so far, Armagh have been playing good football, but the league football Armagh played won't be good enough to win the game on Sunday. So even if they can go back to that kind of expansive football, utilise the talent that they have and your groovings of this world, your Reno Neils, even Mr. Turbot, like Connor Tur- or Turbot has just been exceptional. He, he, quite enough against down, but he was absolutely exceptional against Cavan. He's a very, very silky sort of forward. He's a brilliant, brilliant player. Um, so he'll be he'll be looked to looked upon um on Sunday as well. So like even like utilize the players that you have. And I I think you're hoping definitely from an Armagh point of view that they don't, you know, that the players don't get kind of bit overall by the occasion because in fairness, Clonus, when it's, yeah. we've seen last year when it was absolutely full to the brim, it has to be an intimidating place to play when it's a full house. So you're hoping the players don't get too overall by the occasion. They're not like, oh my God, like what's happening here? We haven't, we haven't experienced this in a number of years, which Armagh just simply haven't had as a, as a kind of, I know maybe the Galway game last year in Croke Park, but bar that there hasn't been a huge 
like a massive occasion like this. No, it's the finals. It's 08. So from an Armagh point of view, you're hoping the players don't get to, oh my God, what's kind of going on here? So obviously Kieran McGeaney, for the coach slash manager that he is, he'll be keeping the players' feet very firmly on the ground. He'll be telling them the ins and outs, how to go about their business on Sunday. So McGeaney will be huge help to the Armagh lads. Obviously Kieran Donny there too and Kieran McKeever. All three men know what takes the win. So from an RMA point of view, yeah, like it's it, it really, I think it is a real, real 50 50 game. And I think, is it RMA's time to shine now? Is it time to get their hand on a first social title since 2008? Is Sunday the chance? And I know we probably don't want to maybe touch what's going on, touch on what's going on with Derry during the week. Like, like is there a bit of a maybe siege mentality coming from the RMA point of view on account of maybe the bits and bobs that's going on at the minute? Are they even reading the stuff that's going on online? So, Look, Armagh, I think, it, I wouldn't say read into a lot of that stuff, but surely it's worth a point or two to kind of lift, lift the players. And their time could well be on Sunday, and Johnny Murder will love to hear that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I suppose you were mentioning there about tactics and everything else in terms of Armagh and how they've, I suppose, they've been very defensive at times this year, and they've they've been overly defensive, which has been strange, because as you said, like last year, when they like you think back to that Galway game and how they went for Galway like sort of towards the end of the game against Tyrone and Donegal like I remember straight from the throw-in against I think it was against Tyrone it might have been where uh, the, the ball's kicked in straight from the throw-in and ends up in a, ends up in the back of the net I think it might have been the Donegal game whereas yeah. this year it's been a complete switch in terms of being way more defensive like I was kind of thinking like do you think they've almost like I've mentioned this before in other shows and everything else do you think they've almost gone with that approach to sort of nearly mirror what Derry are, are going to do so that they can almost sort of play Derry at their own game and then try and beat them that way. Now, personally, I don't oh, think yeah. that would work, but what yeah. do you think? Yeah, like, it's, it's definitely an interesting one. And it, it's funny, like, what's that saying? Don't fix what's not broken. Like, last year was a very enjoyable style of play from the Armagh point of view. So, like, I think they, they were very impressive last year. So, it's weird that, like, for large parts of the league campaign, they go back maybe to that neg- like a negative negative kind of football but definitely there has been spells in Dutch Champs where Armagh have been you know enjoyable to watch maybe obviously I'm not from the cabinet I think it's because the beat or whatever but like it, it stages the way the move the football inside very well they utilize the four power that they have so like I think from that point of view Armagh can definitely get a lot from that but like it will it's a completely different proposition on Sunday like we know how well organized Derry are at the minute we know how defensively sound they are like they just go in numbers, the hunt and packs to get up the field. They're just so quick. They're so electric. They're so sharp. So it's going to be such a different task for them on Sunday. And obviously that's probably why you might just obviously have Darius favorites going into it. But I just don't, I can't see Kieran McGinney really fearing Derry. He loved the challenge of it. He will absolutely embrace all this, but yeah, like it's, it's going to be a very, I think tactically wise, like the way Derry setting up the minute, you know, maybe the way Armagh are at the minute too, as you rightly said, is it a case of Armagh like mirroring them and, you know, fighting fire with fire? That would probably not lead, for, lead to a good spectacle, but Armagh won't care if they get over the line. But tactically from that end of things, oh yeah, like it will be very, very interesting. And you're just hoping to God it's it's a good game of ball. Absolutely, absolutely. A few, uh, few plenty of comments to, to run through here. Gary says, love this show. Very much appreciate, appreciate the, the comment there. Everyone is expecting Armagh to do... Derry, no chance it will be a big score to Derry. That's just the, the way it is. I wouldn't really say everyone's expecting Armata to be Derry. I would certainly imagine the general consensus is, is the opposite Derry. way that Derry, yeah. are, Derry are the favourites. Uh, Tom said earlier here how you lads, it hasn't been the ideal. 
preparation for Derry uh, on Sunday? Do you think it will affect the game? Yeah, look, I mean, it's obviously a very tricky subject to talk about. And obviously, I was saying to John off air, like we, we obviously won't discuss it in... We, we can't really discuss it because of legal reasons and everything else. And, mm. and look, I'm sure if people search Rory Gallagher on Google or, or Twitter or anything of that nature, they'll probably know what we're talking about. But yeah, yeah like obviously for Derry, I mean, in terms of a, an Ulster final and in terms of some of that stuff that broke, like, yeah, it's, it's I mean, it's it's, it's it's not preparation, but but obviously, you know, there's more important things than that in fairness. And, and, and you hope that whatever's going on there, you know, it gets resolved. They look into it and everything else. But, but yeah, like it's it, it at the same time, it's it's not great preparation for Derry, obviously. Ah, yeah, look, and one hundred percent, I echo everything you say there, and we don't want to kind of speak too much on it because obviously, like, um, you know, it's a very, very important kind of I suppose sensitive kind of topic and conversation. I suppose everything that's been shared on. Obviously, God, like these messages and WhatsApps and the screenshots and God, if people can just kind of, I just sell tape their thumbs together to their hand and just stop sending all these nasty texts and messages around it. Potentially might not be true, but it's a very sensitive time for, for the family and everyone involved. And like, unfortunately, you're, I, I know I talk maybe from the Armagh pre- pressure, like maybe you know, playing in front of the big crowd and the hype and preparation, but probably from the dairy end of things, it might just feed into their mindsets a bit, what's kind of going on, and you're hoping that it doesn't affect them too much because obviously, again, it is a very sensitive topic. We don't want to kind of go on and you know harp on about it too much, but it's bound to has, have that bit of an effect. Potentially on Sunday, the time it probably isn't really good whatsoever. Um, and just from a preparation point of view, it's probably like let's not be around the brush here. It probably is horrendous timing, but again, it's a very personal, sensitive uh, subject. And yeah, you're just hoping there's a bit of clarity around it in the next couple of days and weeks because obviously there's probably enough kind of going on, I suppose, without that particular case um, happening in front of our eyes. Yeah, and I suppose in terms of Derry themselves and obviously the, the <clears> players <throat> and the action on the pitch, like you were mentioning there, in terms of. Derry hunting and packs and and like the energy that they bring and obviously Rory Gallagher on the sidelines the energy that he brings as well like I mean when you when you look at this Derry side like especially in Ulster and even in the All Ireland like I've never really seen them like like one thing you could probably say about Armagh is that at times you don't know what Armagh is going to sh- show up and I think that's been the, the same for the last you know two three years whereas with Derry you know for certain what type of Derry is going to turn up you know how they're going to play. You know how they're going to set up. They're, they're they're going to get a lot of men behind the ball. They're going to try and invite Armagh onto them, and then obviously hit them on the break. Brendan Rogers is, is probably going to pick up Brian O'Neill because that mm-hmm. that tends to be what he does. He, he tends to pick up obviously the best forward on the other team, mm-hmm. and Brian O'Neill's almost going to be marking him a bit like what we've seen with Conor McManus, who's nearly more so marking Brendan Rogers than than the opposite way around. So, mm-hmm. like you're looking at it from from a dairy perspective, like when they when they have that amount of energy that they bring to a game, it's just very, very hard to stop. And especially in these like tight knit provincial grounds, obviously in Clonus, as you said, like it's, it's very, they're, they're very, very hard to stop. And, you know, obviously Donegal nearly did last year, but, you know, because they look like, they look like they've even gotten better since last year as well. Oh yeah, like in fairness, like they've transformed their game, and that probably is down, uh, down from down to a coaching end of things, and like the the like they were probably a joy to watch in the league campaign, and they're just they bring such and like you would literally be 
like probably from a pundit kind of looking on, you would you would never. I think I probably said this before, Aaron, but like you'd nearly be exhausted looking at the dairy lads. Just it's, yeah. it's a constant, constant. Like for that 70, 74, 75 minutes, whatever it is at a time, like they're just non-stop. It's constant energy, it's constant support play. Like there's always like there's always a man running off a man's shoulder. Just, oh, it's just it's exhausting to watch. Like, and I, I just say their training must just be nip and tuck because my god, it's it's such a it's such energy zapping. Um, I suppose game that they play, but they're well, well fit to rock with it. But look, it it, it, it is fairly relentless, and that's what Armagh will need to be absolutely ready for on Sunday because it's it's a relentless game that Derry bring to the table. It's um and even like like a big even shout out to Shane Wigan. Like I think Shane Wigan's kicked like he's he's had a, he's had a terrific old championship. And it's funny Derry have performed so so well as a team in the last couple of games that McGuigan actually hasn't got like man of the match. Like well, RTE or Sky man of the match in the last couple of games. It goes to show where there we are as are as a as, as a team collectively. Like it's just not one individual. Like likes William McGregor's been superb in the last couple of games. Still has the managed to get man of the match. It just goes to show what they're doing out the field. And as you were rightly said, Brendan Rogers. Rogers was oh he he had a brilliant Ulster final last year. Great against the Dubs this year in the league. Like he's be like he's a terrific leader for that Derry team. So. Lots of positives for Derry going into this particular game. Um, you know, for, for just their game plan, their game style. Does clone suit Derry? It absolutely does. It's it's a wide enough kind of expansive sort of pitch. It it suits your McGuigans, it suits your Rogers to kind of get up the field. Same as McGuigan. Obviously, you think it was a I think it was a Johnny Johnson was saying Derry have the best midfield in the country at the minute with Connor Glass and who's the other midfielder? The name eludes me. Um um, I think Emma Bradley is it yeah. usually Emma Bradley. Well, sometimes Brendan Rogers is in there. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, and that was what Johnny was saying. Yeah. Like, would I agree with that? Just yes. With with the what would obviously with James McCarthy and Brian Fenton for Dublin, I'm not sure. I think it might be just a bit premature just yet, but they're definitely on the way to being a very formidable duo. But Connor Glass, Connor Glass, he will need to be full, full. He'll need to be at, at, at his best on Sunday. In fairness, Conor Glass, I think Kev was saying on the podcast last week or week before, you know, will the real Conor Glass please stand up? I know there's been a couple of injuries in a long year last year, but Conor Glass, it'd be great to see him having even a great game on Sunday. It'd be, it's, it's fantastic to see him in another Ultra final because obviously his stint in Australia, so we need our best players playing in big games. But yeah, lots of positives going into this from, from a dairy end of things, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I felt Glass at a good enough performance in fairness against Monaghan and it has obviously been a lot of games for him um, in, in fairness and you'd hope anyway he'll certainly get a, a nice a nice long break after um, after it's all said and done this year in terms of the in terms of the championship but yeah as you said there like Shane McGuigan like the form that he's in at times is you know sensational obviously Paul Cassidy very good player as well Benny Heron um, you know sort of a, a long stay of, of this team for a couple of years and defensively as well they're so strong with Chrissy McCaig mm-hmm. um, you know Kieran McFowl if he maybe starts as well like I mean oh, McFowl like some addition mm-hmm. McFowl some addition yeah yeah absolutely like do you think he's, do you think he'll start in this game Oh God, yeah, big big call. Um, like you know, is is Kieran McFall ready for this game? Like it's it's an Ulster final. He's a terrific footballer. You know, he's he's a he's a fantastic athlete. Is he ready for an Ulster final? What three or four weeks being home? I'm not sure. Does he come on? Because does he come on as an impact sub when maybe the maybe when when shit's hitting the fan? I'm not sure. But he will probably play a part in Sunday. Does he start? I'm not sure. I think he's maybe just a bit. Bit too soon for him, but my God, what a lad to have on the bench! What a lad to ha- bring on if uh, if the game is not going in Derry's favour. 
Yeah, Tess K says here, wondering who was marking for, for Derry, Shane McGuigan, Kieran McFell, Connor Glass, and our man Ryan O'Neill, Connor Turbot. Yeah, I mean, there's a, I mean, there'll definitely be a lot of interest in matchups, all right. Like, I don't think the matchups are hugely important in terms of this game. Like, obviously, I think, you know, Derry will probably sit in quite deep. It'll probably be more zonal marking, you'd sort of imagine. But yeah, like, in, in terms of like who, who stops like Shane McGuigan, like, I was nearly thinking that there. Could you throw an Aiden Forker on him or someone of that nature? I mean, uh, the matchups up up and across the pitch. I mean, it's gonna be so so yeah. fascinating. And um, thankfully enough, neither neither one of me or you need to worry about that on Sunday. <laughs> Thank God, we've enough to be worried about that. Um, <laughs> oh no, absolutely. Like and they, I, I, like as as you were saying, like is it a leader for Aiden Forker that goes on Jim Wigan? And fairness, I was only saying to Johnny Murphy there a few weeks ago, our fellow fellow pundit on the podcast. Like we were, I was just saying to Johnny, it's great that Aiden. You know, has really, I suppose, focused on his football because I know obviously, Aiden, like, and like he, he probably said this himself that he kind of maybe likes getting involved, maybe stuff off the ball, or like the, maybe the so called dark art. So it's great to see Aiden getting his head down, playing football, and showing the ability that he has and can. And you know, it's great to see him uh, playing good football. But matchups are going to be unreal in this. It'll be so interesting who picks up who. That's the first thing we always look out for when that ball is just about to be thrown in. Um, it will be very, very interesting. And obviously, like Shane Wigan, like he's been red hot in the Ulster Championship. He's just been he's been shooting the absolute lights out. Reen O'Neill, like does, do we see Reen go out to the middle of the field early on? Does he kind of drift in when the game's in the middle pot into the full forward line? Like, do you keep him in there? Like could Armagh be doing with two or three Reen O'Neills? We'll have to wait and see. But where they deploy O'Neill on Sunday will be very interesting because he will be huge to tip the balance in this particular game. But oh yeah, when that ball's just about to be thrown in, you'll need oh man, you'll need glasses on the side. Of course, if you're at the game, but no matchups will be oh they'll be they'll be so worth watching on a Sunday. Yeah, like you'd you'd imagine there'd be some amount of fights on the pitch as well, and there'll be uh, mm-hmm. there'll definitely be no love lost between uh, between both of these two teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, TJ says here, atmosphere on Sunday will mean you can never get rid of the Ulster Championship two yeah. of the best set of fans in the country easily, yeah. and that is a very very strong point. And there was actually another comment yeah. here from uh, from Gavin: Should our man Derry be in Croker considering the demand for tickets? Like it is an interesting mm-hmm. point, and obviously. As we see with Armagh fans, like they're probably one of the most support, supported, passionate counties in terms of the amount of numbers that they bring. Like we obviously seen against Galway last year, the, the amount of orange that was in Crow Park. And Derry, in fairness, are a very similar county as well. Like they, they bring huge amounts of numbers. And I remember even being at the uh, Derry Clare game last year. And I would say the majority of Crow Park that day was all Derry fans. Um, I'd say probably three quarters was all Derry fans. And the Dublin game was on that day as well as a double header against yeah. yeah what do you think like should this have been in crow park like i mean it's uh, it's an interesting interesting question <laughs> no yeah it definitely is i think from a you know from a ticket end of things and getting supporters in but i, I i've always said this and like i know there was a, a couple of years ago there was talks about maybe taking us ultra championship or ultra final away from from Clonus, and I know, like you know, the ultra final was in Crow Park, maybe back in 05, I think, because obviously from crowd and things. But definitely, you can definitely understand that comment, you can definitely understand that point of view. But people will notice that has ever been to an ultra final in Clonus, they are even semi finals, like they are like when your county gets to an ultra final, they are unbelievable days. Sincerex Park, Clonus, Clonus is a town, even go down for a couple of pints, meet your friends. It is an unbelievable spot. 
like the fans, like you even seen down the streets, like it just it's a tram, the color, the noise, the flags, hats, everything, the sky, everything you want. Like it's a remarkable, like you seen, like it, the, 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 like we were covering those final, um, on your on your channel there last year, like it, the noise, the color, like it, the clonus, it was unbelievable, it was absolutely incredible. So I think it would be a bit artificial, maybe to move it away from Sincere's Park because it just, I suppose, it's the tr- tradition of it. I suppose a lot of people are like GA people are a lot of traditionalists really from that point of view. You can understand the Crow Park argument, but I think the move the Ulster final away. I know if you didn't get your ticket, fair enough, watching the TV, go down to Clonus, watching the pub, or I know if you get a ticket last minute, but I think the move moving away from Clonus, it would be the biggest crying shame because Aaron, it's you have to go to it to experience. It's it's a remarkable, remarkable day. Clonus is a great town. The people are so friendly. It's a great spot. And yeah, no, I, I think keeping a Clonus for foreseeable. If you didn't get a ticket, unfortunately, suck it up. Yeah, yeah. And I remember even myself, I was actually looking at, you know, getting tickets and, and possibly even going to it for, for the crack and everything else. But obviously it was too late to the tickets and obviously the Leinster finals on as well. So um you know i think pr- priorities are set in fairness but i think next year definitely i'd like it. it's definitely something that's on the the sort of bucket list is, is to go and see a, an ulster final because yeah like the at the end of the day you know you're getting an ulster you know you're gonna yeah. get uh, two teams that are gonna go at it for health for leather like rare, rarely ever are they hugely one-sided like you know like a lot of the other provincial finals and yeah like with with, with the ulster final in general like it's I think I think there is an argument to have it in Crow Park, but I think at the same time the tradition is is important and, and having it in Ulster, as we've seen. I think like someone else commented there as well in terms mm. of maybe getting Caseman Park built, like once that's yeah. built, that would be that would probably be the ideal venue because hopefully then that'll be able to, I suppose, you know, have the demand for, for the tickets, but at the same time keep the final in the province. I you know, definitely like in the fairness like I'd be all for changing the GA, I'm all like you, you know me, Aaron. Like I always love fresh ideas, I always love new thinking and keeping the transforming the game as much as possible. But that's one thing I'd love to just see. Like, look, that that is a fantastic point about Caseman Park. Maybe moving the what's fine and trial and trial and error and all that kind of crack. And I know there was, I think it was maybe 2010 or 11 when there was real talks to get Caseman Park. And oh God, is this the last we'll see if it's here in this park and clones? But no, it, it hasn't. But it's just, yeah, as I said, Aaron. Not to sound like a broken record, but it's something you definitely would need to experience. It's a fantastic day, even if you're not from either county. It's just something, even if you don't have a ticket, some like sometimes the pubs are that crack, like good crack. Um, they're full, people's in great spirits. People could be drinking from 10 or 11 o'clock that day. <laughs> they're probably footless going to the game at that stage. So, ah, look, they're great days out. So, that's probably one thing. Jesus, like I know we're like giving out about the GA a lot, but that's one thing. Just keep the bloody Ulster finals and clones because yeah, they're, they're they're serious days. They're great crack. We seen last year, Aaron. My God, the flares, the red, the green, the yellow. Mm. Oh, remarkable days, especially when the weather's good. Yeah, yeah, and hopefully, hopefully we do get that. Hopefully we do get that. And mm. fairness, uh, TJ says here bets on both Lynch and Rafferty scoring. I mean, that's a. It's an interesting point in fairness, like when you see Oren Lynch obviously getting up and down the pitch, um, nearly playing as a midfielder at times. Yeah. And then Ethan Rafferty, I think he think he does play as a midfielder with his club, I think. Um, so yeah, like I mean, the, the odds on them two scoring, like I think it's it's probably very likely in fairness. Yeah, yeah, I know like it, it, it absolutely is and like but then like you know it'll be very, very interesting. We, we talk about matchups when Eaton Rafferty is venturing out the field and when he's getting up the field, what way and I know obviously 
Derry will plan accordingly for this, but what way he can get up the field? Like, who do they deploy to maybe track him? Who do they, do they stop him? Is it just a high press on it when he's getting up? Is it just absolutely surrounding him? That'll be very, very interesting because Rafferty will have a huge say in this game on Sunday, make no doubt about it from the free end of things. But when he's venturing up the pitch, I will be keeping a very good eye on that. Absolutely. And ultimately then, what are you, what are you thinking? What's your... What's your prediction? I mean, a hard hard one to call, isn't it? But what are you thinking? Very hard game to call. And it's probably only till you trashed out with someone and talk about it. But, oh, like, football, football, football. Look, I think, I mean, I don't kind of want to go back on it, but I think this scenario that's been going on in Derry in the last couple of days, I don't think that is going to be very beneficial for the county and, you know, for the players' mindsets. You know, from an Armagh point of view, like they need an Ulster title, they badly, badly want an Ulster title. Kieran McGee needs to deliver silverware. It's going to be very tight. I can see it being very, very much like last year. I it'll be very cagey to start. I think teams won't be taking much chances. Oh man, it's a very hard game to call. Like Armagh definitely need and wanted more. Like the Armagh do Derry keep pushing on, go back to back. Oh man, yeah. I. Oh man, I'll go with Derry by maybe two or three points. Yeah, yeah, no, oh. I think so. I, I think so as well. It's a very hard. I think yeah. one thing that's important is that our man need to start fast. Like they need to start. Oh, fast. Yeah. We've seen how how many times in Ulster in the last year since since we kind of seen this rise of Derry have they got an early goal got a couple of points on the board and it just sucks the life out of the opposition because when, when Derry have something to defend, that's when they're at their most dangerous because yeah. they invite the opposite team onto them and then they, they get more space on the counter-attack. Whereas you see something like when Galway played them last year, when Galway went in front against them, Derry didn't really know what to do. They were sort of caught in, in two minds in, in some yeah. way. So I think, I think yeah, that, that like that's very important for our match to start fast. And the very last thing on it as well, I think Derry will, and we, we said we excuse me, we said it a couple of seconds ago, um, as well with Eaton Rafferty, I think any attack in progress or any little things Armagh have, I think Derry will have their homework done as well. So I think your Turbots, your Rain O'Neills, your your Rory Grogan's, your Soupy Campbell's, I know that's a lot of names, but and your, your Mr. Rafferty coming from the goals, I think Derry will plan accordingly for all them men, and that's probably why and I know this crack that's going on at the minute, there might be a bit, you know, what's kind of going on here, but I think they will have enough homework done in time, just in time for the game on Sunday. I think Derry will just have their homework done on Armad that bit more, and unfortunately, it probably will be Derry leaving with the anglo Celt Cup, but probably by a small margin. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I do agree in fairness. I think it will be a very close game, very edgy game, edge of the seat stuff, but I just fancy fancy Derry by, uh, by the smallest of margins. Uh, Workmail says here, Dublin by seven to nine points and Derry by two to four points in the two finals this weekend, yeah. in my opinion. And uh, Dublin is great, says Armagh. <laughs> for one. Uh, so there we go, there we go. That's Dublin a double following. That must be you coming on your own chance. <laughs> That's it. About time. About time. We got more Dublin fans watching. In fairness, but uh, I suppose speaking of the the mighty Dubs, they are oh. they are in action. Obviously against <laughs> against Loud, and uh, I suppose maybe another provincial final that doesn't have a huge amount of hype around it. But um, but here we go. Then obviously Loud, as we as as we know, as we were saying before, first Leinster final for them since 2010. Dublin are bidding for just the 13th Leinster 
senior football championship in a row, which uh, yeah. obviously is the record at men's level in terms of uh, record provincial titles. But mm-hmm. yeah, like here we go. Then I suppose same old, same all for Dublin. But look, loud as we were saying at the top of the show, yeah. like loud and fairness have have definitely kicked on quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Like when you look at how poor Dublin were, in my opinion, against Kildare, like Loud will take serious confidence for that, you know, from seeing that. And Loud will obviously set up in a similar way. So that's why, like, although I think Dublin will win the game, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion. And it wouldn't entirely surprise me if Loud put it up to Dublin here and, and this this went down to the wire. I'm just saying that, but there you go. you're trying to build up the game as much as humanly possible on fair play to you I love your enthusiasm Um, look it just depends what like do we see a big roar now from Dublin this weekend like do we see right the semi-final simply wasn't acceptable enough we took enough abuse we took enough kind of you know, slack maybe online or maybe a bit the performance not being good enough and just getting over the line against a Kildare team, maybe a point or two, whatever. But, you know, do we see all Ireland contenders this Sunday? Like, do we see them beaten loud by your usual 10, 15 points in an Leinster final? Like, if Dublin are serious All-Ireland contenders, this I know loud Ireland, the crest of a serious wave, they're flying at the minute, everything's going well. But it will be very interesting to see if, if Dublin, if, if they want to win Sam this year, we, like, they will need to have a big performance because like, the games will be coming ticking fast after this. You know, it, it'll not be easy for them to be getting a lot of stiff tests. So it'll be very interesting to see the response after the Kildare game, you know, where they're at. You know, you're just because Loud can easily just park the bus here and just say, right, we're not going to give you an inch. But then it's the, it's the counter thing of it. If Loud park the bus, you know, with the likes of Mulroy and at number 14 the last day, got man of the match, the name eludes me. Who was my loudest man of the match? Can't mm. think of his name. Might, but, might have been might have been McKeown, uh, I think, was it? Kieran Lennon. Oh, I'll, I'll have a look at that quickly to make Yeah, no, no has no problem. Yeah, so that's what I mean. Like if Loud are to sit set up very defensively against Dublin, will that suit them? Will they have enough bodies to get up the field? <laughs> you know, do you do you, do you just leave Mr. Mulroy up front and from that end, things will be very interesting. But look, it's a it's 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 going to be huge. It's it's fantastic to see Loud back in a, in an Leinster final. I suppose let's let's look at the probably the romantic end of things. Like it's it's the first it's it's the first Leinster final since 2010. You know, obviously we know what happened that day. <laughs> Big Joe going for the going for the try, uh, yeah. getting get, getting over, getting over. But unfortunately, heartbreak that day. Yeah, I know. God, yeah, <laughs> you're cringing at the thought of it, no doubt. Um, but look. It's it's fantastic for them. It, it, it loud as a county. It is really good. It, it it's fantastic. Obviously, Mickey Hart. He's done tremendous work since he's came in there. Like it raised a lot of eyebrows when Mickey Hart got that job in the first place. He has really set a belief in them loud lads, and it's great to see such a response. There looks like looks like there's a proper organization within the county. It looks like they're go, pro, on really going places. Um, like we can talk, we can talk all day about this. Like Dublin probably will win the game. Like there's no point beating around the bush. How long the loud stay with them? Is it your usual 50, 60 minutes? Dublin get a goal or two to win at the end. But I think if Dublin and Aaron, like you're probably the best, I probably should be asking you nearly about this game, but you're best place to probably know about this. If Dublin want to set their stalls out to win a Sam McGuire, Sunday needs to be a big performance. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I think the player you were referring to there was Kieran Downey, I think. I think he scored. There we go. Yeah, seven seven points the the last day, but yeah, no, I completely I completely agree with what you said there. I think there there has to be a big response from from a Dublin perspective, and I do expect that there will be a response because as, as we said, like especially after all the talk on 
on social media and everyone sort of giving out about Dublin, including me and, and probably every every other Dublin fan. But obviously as well, the whole scenario with Glenn Ryan and obviously him coming out talking about the dubs after the game and Crow Park and everything else. Like I think Dublin should try and build a bit of a siege mentality and sort of go out there and prove, look, we're, you know, I know the game is in Crow Park, but prove that, you know, they are the best team in the province by 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 some distance and go out and prove what what we're capable of. And look, we have all the, you know, we have the old band back together. Obviously, Cluxton was playing the last day. We had um, you know, Jack McCaffrey obviously was was playing as well. Paul Mannion started and I think was probably our best player until he got taken off. Mm-hmm. Um, so like we, th- there really isn't an excuse for Dublin. Like last year, I think you could say, well, Conor Callahan wasn't entirely fit. We yeah. were missing players, maybe a couple of injuries. Whereas this year, I don't think that, you know, we can't have that same excuse because we know, we know this Dublin team is capable of challenging for an all order. And like if Dublin turned it on and started playing the football that we know that they can play, you wouldn't be at all surprised if they did go on and do an all Ireland runner, come close or maybe get to a final or something of that nature. But it's just been the past year and even at times last year, there's not been an element of consistency in the performances. And mm. it's it's hard to watch Dublin at times because we always get into great positions and we seem reluctant to shoot. And that seemed to be the way against Kildare. And it, it was strange to see that because I, like, I don't understand why we'd be short on confidence or, you know, is that something that, you know, is being coached and our, our Dublin overcoach, I've seen that word used a few times about us. Like it's, it's hard to know at the best of times. Yeah, it's probably like, I think I said this before, like it's probably the classic case of, you know, the, the Manchester United end of things like Jim Gavin, Sir Alex Ferguson, like the drop of standards. Do you still think or feel like I, I completely missed, I, I like I'll, I'll throw my hands up in the air, like I, I missed, like I was in the airport for the Dublin Clare game. I missed all of it, but Mike, I'll try to get back the highlights off it. But do you feel, and I've, I have seen a lot of Dublin games this year, but do you feel maybe there still is that bit of lack of kind of, Maybe I wouldn't say desire, but maybe dropping standards still. Your you know your the likes of your Conor Callens, your Brian Fenton's, you know maybe Cormac Costlows. I know obviously Paul Manage up Cabri back now, but they should be up in the standards. Obviously Cluxton should be up in the standards as well. But do you feel there still is that lack of I suppose bite and I suppose just punch from Dublin? Yeah, like it's it's hard to know. Like it was even from watching it. Like it was at the game obviously against Kildare, and it wasn't like. It wasn't like Dublin weren't trying. I didn't really see a lack of effort or a lack of desire. I just seen was not making the right decisions. Like it was almost like Dublin were trying to create the perfect, the perfect score, like all the the beautiful passes and mm. you know create the the perfect goal opportunity. And then in the second half, it was like we switched and then we did start taking chances, but our composure was just way off. In some ways, Dublin actually looked almost tired or leggy or just. Yeah, maybe, maybe like they 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 had their eyes on 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 further down the line, maybe in terms of the the All Ireland series. And sometimes you see this with teams down the years. Like I remember Kerry in the two thousands were famous for this. Like they would look poor in their provincial championships in the back door and everything else. And then as soon as they got to the latter stages of the All Ireland series, they'd you know they'd suddenly turn it on and look like everything that we all expected that they that they are. Tyrone used to do something similar, I thought as well throughout the two thousands and. Maybe because the Dublin team has gotten on a bit, a little bit in terms of age. I know the age profile is still fairly decent for the likes of Fenton, Kilkenny, Paul Mannion, these kind of players. But may- maybe that's what it is, like trying to just save Dublin so that they peak at the exact right time. But I don't know, like I, I haven't always believed in that personally, just because when Dublin have been at their best, they've been consistent throughout the entirety 
of the year, like especially during that six in a row spell. But mm. yeah, like it, it's it's hard to know. I don't think there's a lack of desire, but whether there's something off with the coaching or, mm. or something of that nature, like they just that definitely does seem like there's something not quite right, is what I would say. Yeah, yeah. I suppose yeah. Like obviously, the like, Kildare like game or the lack of that I did see, but it's it, it's more just obviously like God when you bring in the likes of Jack McCaffrey, Paul Mannion, and same looks like you can't just. I know they're top top class players, probably some of the best players we've seen play the game in the last couple of years. But I, I don't think it'll be a quick fix because me and you were kind of saying it even during the league. We didn't really see any of Paul Mannion or Jack McCaffrey, and like I thought that maybe was a quite a bit weird. Maybe are reserving them for the big games or. You know, you're all mm. Aaron semis, so on and so forth. But I think Sunday is a chance to just, like, let's see what Mannion, you know, like, obviously we know how good he is, how top-class footballer. Like, let's see what he's going to bring to the fold this year because we didn't see him throughout the league. I know he has Kim McCook, you know, Croke's commitments, you know, back in January, February. But now, you know, let's let's see what you're made of, uh, Paul, for this year. Even the likes mm. of Jack McCarthy, obviously, team clucks and started last year. So, you know, them men... Should 110% be up in the standards? Anything that should be or might be going wrong, definitely on the field of play and on match day, shouldn't really be happening. Because God Almighty, like watching Dublin, Dublin back in the day, every score was so well worked. And maybe, I wouldn't say maybe robotic to a degree, the way they were playing it. But it was, as you were maybe saying a couple of minutes ago, like every score needed to be worked so well. So I don't know, is it maybe more off the cuff football is maybe what Dublin should be looking at your Jeremy Connolly, your Paul Flynn sort of football. Is that maybe what you're, I wouldn't say craving, but looking for? Yeah, I think I, th- I think so. Like, and to be fair, when we played Leash, we did play like that. Now, in fairness, yeah. we were playing Leash, you were obviously a Division 4 side. Like, I think if we were, if we were doing that crack against Leash, I think there would have been obviously a lot more uproar in fairness. Um um, but but yeah, like I, I I don't know what it is. Like there there have been moments where we've played up. Like when we played Mead, we 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 looked confident. We played on the front foot in the in the league. Like we we really went for them. We were shooting from all angles. It was some of the best football we've seen from Dublin all year. The first half against Derry, I thought was really really good. Um, and that was a, a game where we did play sort of off the cuff football. But I, I I don't know what it is. Like obviously we have had a lot of defensive issues at times this year. Like we've we conceded a goal in every game. Barron, the two games against Kildare and the, the, the game obviously against um I think the, the, the game against Derry in the league final. Um so like we, we have and, and to be fair, we're probably lucky enough not to concede a goal uh, against Kildare on a couple of occasions in, in both games. So I don't know whether we're we're trying to be more cautious, like we're trying limits or what the, the opposition are trying to do, but it just looks like we're overthinking it, trying you know, overthinking mm. it completely and I don't know if the players are being told like to, you know, all this shooting, scoring zones, crack and all this, you know, high percentage shots and all these statistics that come into yeah. it. Like, I don't know if Dublin are just being a bit too overly Conscious. analytical in their approach. Like, um, mm. you know, if we go gung-ho and toe-to-toe, like we could get blown away against one of the top teams. But mm. at the same time, I don't think this approach is going to work either. Yeah, like, and I suppose that's probably from from every point of view, really. Like the way football's gone is just very st- stat, you know, all reading stats and going backwards and sideways and being so so cautious. And oh, I think it was that throw on game was probably a great example of the football we want to see. And that's probably the way the game's gone. Like a lot of lads are just playing to be, you know, maybe afraid to take that risk, afraid to take that chance. And oh my god, I might be whipped off. And Dublin probably is a prime example. And Jim Gavin was the absolute king of all this. Like if you put a foot wrong, you're going to get subbed off. You might be dropped, ending it all. So just like 
is that enjoyable to be part of that? Does a lot of pressure come with that? Absolutely, because you're watching your back the whole time. Like, and we, like, we, I've always said it to you. You see Paddy Andrews talking on the football pod about just being one or two mistakes gone. Good luck. See you later. So, is that enjoyable to be playing in that sort of system? I'm not sure. You know, does that make you, does does that make you win games comfortably and the way you want to play football? We've seen against Kildare, as you've seen it, it probably didn't. So. More expansive football is probably what you want to be seeing from Dublin and things, and like it will be very like it. it, it as, as I said at the start of this, you know your Jack McCaffrey's, your Paul Mannions, your Cluxons, like Dean Rocks and Conor Callahan's, like these are all Ireland winners. So I think if Dublin, as I said at the start, if Dublin have any intentions of winning the Sand this year, it's time for some of these men to step up. And I wouldn't say you know blow, blow pour loud out of the water, but a big performance will be needed, and then we probably can put Dublin in as. Uh, the category to win Sam this year. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Like, and, and maybe just to finish up on on loud before, obviously we we get some predictions. Although I think we we, we probably <laughs> don't know what we're what we're maybe going yeah. for. Like, we obviously seen Kildare like set up defensively, like a lot of men behind the ball. They frustrated Dublin at times. They were they were good on the counter attack, but like I do think loud would be better. You know, playing that sort of system because obviously they've played that way throughout the the entirety of Mickey Hart's time. Um, when he's been in, been in charge of Loud, like is that the is that the only hope? Do you think for Loud that Dublin just aren't at it again? They aren't at the races, and and maybe Loud will like have a bit more composure. I know they haven't really played in a big, you know, a Leinster final as such, and maybe yeah. they lack the experience of these kind of big games. Um, yeah. Or is, is that the only kind of hope? Do you think for Loud? Yeah, well, you're definitely hoping it's not a hammering because I think if 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 it's a hammering and like Dublin come out all guns blazing and like the goals within the first ten minutes and they just just come out of the trap straight away, I think that will do loud like, no favors. Like if it's a 10, 15 plus hammering, like that'll probably put like I know loud are as I said at the start are on the crest of a bit of a wave, but it will knock them back a bit if it's a, if it, if it's a bit of a if it's a bit of a slaughter. And so we really are hoping that loud can go up. Give a good account of themselves. Like Mickey Hart football, it's in your face. It's defensive. It's it has to be very tactical. You have to you have to be so astute. It's like so much energy is involved in the Mickey Hart game plan. So, do Loud have, I suppose, the capabilities, the strengths to maybe play the way Mickey wants against a very strong Dublin team? I don't think so. Um, but I'm really hoping it's a big day for Loud football. I'm really hoping all the sports go up and enjoy it. Croker won't be far away from them. Tickets are selling very well. I hope they've obviously a great day. But as you said, Dublin should be winning it. But I think we need to see a big Dublin performance if we can get them into the all all Ireland category. But I really hope that it's not a trash and that it's a good spectacle as well for because obviously it's good two two very good football teams. We see the unbelievable game between Loud and Offaly last day. It was a fantastic game of all. But ah yeah, from a Loud supporter point of view, I hope they don't completely leave with the tail between their legs and leave with a bit of confidence and it's not a harm. Yeah, so how many points are you thinking then, or what's the the margin of victory? Do you think? Ah, uh, yeah, I think the commenter there a couple of minutes ago was probably right. You're probably talking Dublin by, oh yeah, like it's it's just such a foregone conclusion in these Leinster finals, isn't it? Like you're yeah, Dublin by seven eight points. Yeah, Dublin is great. Also said here, Dublin won fourteen, loud <laughs> eleven points. Uh, a few emojis there. I think that we we can't afford, unfortunately see. Uh, for some reason, but uh, but yeah, I think six points, six seven points, eight points maybe is a is a good one. I do I do hope Dublin put up a good score though at the same time, like like rack up a, a good tally in terms of points and 
and goals because I think it's definitely definitely needed in, in terms of uh, in terms of confidence going into going into the group stages. Um, maybe just looking at the under twenty All Ireland final yeah. briefly, which is obviously scheduled. Is this is this game in Breffney Park? I think is it. It's in Breffney, big man. The bet the, the home there of God. Go. There you go. I think it's a double header with Cavan Cavan Leash. Is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. The tall is it's the double header with the Talton, the Talton windscreen wiper. Oh Christ, don't get me started. <laughs> yes, this game this weekend. Uh, I was watching the games last weekend, the under 20 games. Um, and yeah, there, they, look, they weren't great games of football, but my god, that Kildare Jack was a Jack McKevitt got the score at the end yeah. of Kildare. It was absolutely incredible. Didn't look on down, absolutely swarmed at the fence, and Mr. McKevitt just took off. What a score, but Sligo beating Kerry, big shout out to Sligo, unbelievable win. This game this weekend, yeah, like a week preparation. Um, doesn't definitely don't get much of a much of a chance, bit of downtime, bit of a break. So it's 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 roll on, roll off. Um, it'll be a great game this weekend. Novel parent didn't expect this. We obviously thought it was going to be potentially Kildare and Kerry. Didn't turn out that way. Um, Sligo, look, it's great for Sligo football. Psycho football is seriously on the move. Connacht senior final last weekend, all Ireland under 20 final this weekend, so it will be a great game. Obviously, the semi finals weren't great. Game. I know a lot of people maybe said spectacle point of view and defensive, and it's it's not maybe great to have defensive game in underage football because Christ, you know, underage football should be maybe more enjoying than all these defenses and stats. But this is probably where the game is at, unfortunately, Aaron, at the minute. Um, this game this weekend, I think. Yeah, it'll be very, very tight. I think Kildare might just sneak it. Um, like obviously, the Kildare they'll be mad to get their hands on another another All Ireland title. But I think from the slight end of things, obviously, all and nearly all I could think about after that Kerry game was poor Red Oak. He would probably would have been loved to be in the middle of all that, and he'll be he'll be looking down on the lads this weekend. Make no doubt about it. But look, very tight game. Obviously, in in the home of football. <laughs> but yeah, we, we'll wait to see. But I think Kildare might just sneak it. Yeah, I think so. Like, and and I suppose when you look at Sligo, like in terms of the like the the story that they've been on, on over the last couple of years, like in terms of obviously winning the under twenty Connacht title last year, again this year, now in their first ever under twenty Connacht final and or under under twenty All Ireland final. And you look at the teams that they they've beaten as well, like Mayo, Roscommon, Galway, Kerry. I mean, that is some. Like that that's some hit list in terms of one season, regardless of what code it is. Um, so like Sligo, like the, the, the momentum is building in that county. And like I think in a good couple of years you could see them. I don't know if I think it's probably too early to say if they could reach a level of a Galway, Mayo, Roscommon or anything like that. But they're, they're definitely a side that has the potential to sort of get up into division two, possibly division one at some point. When you look at the amount of players that they are producing at the moment. Oh yeah, definitely, and obviously I seen obviously it was a Tony McIntyre speaking very well and off the ball, and he has very high hopes for Sligo football. It's great to see them on the move. Obviously, narrowly getting bet into the Division Four final, but Sligo will be back again. I know obviously Galway got over the line well against them last weekend, but no, it is great to see new counties coming up. Galway badly, badly needed. We badly desired it in the last few years. Um, it, it's great to see them on the move. Like an all Ireland final, like that's invaluable to a county like Sligo on on the weekend. It'll be albeit underage. Um. But as I say, like kind of reverting back to the point, like I know there was maybe a lot of slack, and you don't, it's still underage lads, and like I know they all are trying their best. But I just think, like I was watching, I I, I didn't only got to see bits and pieces of the Kerry game, but I was watching the Down and Kildare game, and it just was. You're hoping this weekend is is more free flow and attacking football, but God, I don't know. Did you see much of the Down Kildare game? It was very very defensive. 
maybe teams weren't willing to take that chance. Like it was very, very tentative. I know obviously McKevitt came up at the end and got a great score, but you're hoping it's a free flow game this again. But I just wouldn't like to see this negative go backwards, go sidewards, go anywhere yeah. with the ball creeping into underage football. Like that game last weekend was not great viewing. Like even I think the Kerry Kerry game was wasn't great. And Kerry football, the like Kerry are so used to this the right nice direct football. So underage football, please, coaches and all, let it be expansive football. Let it fo- let it be football we want to. Pain, uh, pain and watch and see, you know. Yeah, I suppose Mikey made the point that you made there as well. The overcoaching of underage teams is uh, sad to see. And I suppose, yeah, like it is, it kind of just is the way football is now. Like, especially when you look at most senior teams as well. Like, it, you know, the way Kildare obviously setting up against Dublin. I think it's because there, there is quite a big gap between sort of the, the counties that are competing for an All-Ireland you'd say that the level sort of beneath, which is maybe like your Kildare is the, the winner of the Talchin Cup. Um, maybe some other provincial sides as well. Like the gap is is quite big, so it's, it's you can understand why counties are setting up that way because they're trying to give themselves the best chance possible to to win. But uh, yeah, I do I do I do agree with that uh, point. In fairness, uh, Workmail says if Clare can spend seven years in a row in Division Two, then Sligo's aim should be Division mm-hmm. Two football in the next two or three years. Yeah, I think it's definitely definitely achievable. In fairness, uh, Dublin is great. Also said under twenty final should be in uh, Croker. I do, oh, I do agree sure. with that. Yeah. Like, yeah, like it. I think, yeah. like, I don't know. Like, it's it, it's a difficult one. I mean, would would it completely sell out this weekend? I don't think it would. But no. I think if you were to push it later in the year, yeah. maybe may, maybe it would be a case. Um, but yeah, what do you think about that? Yeah, no, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think like I'm not going to say because it it's Brackley Park, but I think Brackley Park will suit both teams. Not too far away from both teams. I would, it, it's a nice expansive pitch like Brefney Park is a fantastic pitch to play on for County so I think it, it is in the correct position or play or a correct venue for the game like I think we played Cabin Fleet Galway in the 2011 under 21 final and uh, you could hear the bloody birds tipping about the place and the sparrows and everything like, the atmosphere was just poor so now nah, I think a provincial venue is right Crow Park maybe down the line but no nah, I think the provincial grounds are right Um, but very back to my point please underage football coaches let the kids play. That's it. That's it. Joseph says here, uh, will, will it be extra time or replay if under 20 final is level at full time? I'm actually not entirely sure. I think, I think it might I think be. it's extra time, wouldn't it be? Because the condensed calendar, mm. wouldn't it be? Yeah. Yeah. And there might be a replay after that if it's level after the yeah. end of extra yeah. time. I'd, I'd imagine so Um, the first time around. But yeah, if anyone does know, like, feel free to, to correct us in the in the comments. But yeah, in terms of a prediction, you're sort of edging towards Kildare? Yeah, like don't be wrong from a Sligo win the things, it would be powerful, powerful from there and things to go on and win it. A great win against Kerry the last day, but I, I nearly think from that McKevitt point alone, if that doesn't spur Kildare go on, to go on and win it this weekend, I'd be surprised. But at Kildare probably, Kildare probably narrowly, and I hope and to God it's a good game of football as well because the last weekend, yeah, it, the standard was just bad. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think so. I think so. Yeah, I think I'll edge towards Sligo maybe by one or two points. I just think after the the teams that they've beaten, the the run that they've been on over the last couple of years, um, I think this is going to be their their crowning moment. But definitely an exciting game. It's obviously on. I think early Saturday as well. I think one thirty or something like that. So it's definitely it's not clashing with any other games. I just think it's good to see. So we'll be able to to watch it live. Um, moving on then to. The Talchin Cup, and I suppose the the other game. Right, our license. We can look. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll let you go there anyway, and I'll I'll take over from here. 
And yeah, but but Cav Cavan Leash, I mean, look, here we go, oh. here we go. Obviously, you're back in. Uh, it's like it's like the, the, it's like the, the top the, up again. It's like the depression is just kind of sinking into my body. Oh my god. Ah, yeah. Look, we will win this weekend. I would be very, very confident of it. Like, you know, it's it's the Tottenham Cup. This is what we're. This is the. Yeah, this is basically this is what we've. Uh, this is what this is. This is what we've probably signed up for. This is what this the standard of football we maybe kind of been playing the last couple of years, and maybe it's kind of coming back to bite us a bit. But um, yeah, no leash. Like it will. It will definitely be. It will be. Uh, it will be comfortable victory for Calvin. Like leash, unfortunately. Leash are in a very sorry state of affairs up there at the minute. They can't get themselves out of Division 4. Cavan, Division 2, the standard will probably be prove a point in the end. You're, I think Cavan should really be targeting a big performance, especially after that Ulster defeat against Armagh, which was very poor. Um, haven't heard of any Cavan lads heading off to America, um, any lads leaving the panel, so I think we're good in that regard. Thank God. Um, but yeah, look, you're looking, yeah, you're looking at a comfortable home victory this weekend. Good one to start with. Double header with the under twenty final, and hopefully there's no hiccups. But I can't see it. I think Leash, Leash, good football county. It's a sorry state of affairs there. Cavan, Cavan, hopefully just coast home and just dust the cobwebs off after that uh, poor Ulster um, championship game against Armagh. Yeah, like the, like where 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 do you think Cavan football is is at at the minute? Obviously, because as we were saying there, like obviously the the disappointment defeat against Armagh, I think we were all sort of expecting Cavan to, to push Armagh a lot closer, especially after Armagh coming in off the back of a bit of a wounded league and obviously Cavan coming in sort of flying after Division 3. Obviously, both Cavan and Armagh will be in the same division next season. Um, but yeah, like what 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 do you think it, like went wrong that day for Cavan or, or where do you think Cavan football is? Like, do you think they, like, would you be confident enough that you will go and win the Tolchin Cup or, or, or what do you reckon? Yeah, yeah. There's probably no really kind of getting away from it. Like you know that that Armagh game probably was very very disappointing. And I suppose what's that saying? Like it's it's probably the hope that kills you going into a lot of these games, and you're you're it's it's more hope than expectation a lot of the time. But look, it was very very disappointing, and you know there probably has been then a couple of weeks maybe for the players, everyone to kind of lick their wounds from it. And you know going into the Tall Cup, we are favourites on from the bookie end of things, make no doubt about it. But like it's going to be a very very tight Tall Cup this year. But yeah. Obviously, would have been a very a lot of disappointment, a lot of disappointment after that Armagh game because I think it's a game we definitely could have and should have won. Probably playing in the lower divisions the last couple of years compared to what Armagh have been playing, that probably came back to bite us a bit. I just think having the way to set up against Armagh, we were far too slow to get up the field. Transition play was too slow. Sixteen wides was never going to help. Like it just the difference. Like even he gave, even when our man got that goal, I think Ray was taking a kick out and he went short with it, and then some of our fullbacks started going backwards and sidewards with it. And I just I don't know. Like is it just tactics coming from the backroom team or what's happening? But it just it's not good football to watch. Ulster Championship. I know the rain and the conditions, but look at what's I saying. A good workman doesn't blame his tools. You need to adjust to these things. And there was a lot of disappointed heads after that our game. There was a lot of people annoyed. Where Cav up, like I know a lot of people reference this Ulster title in 2020 and blah blah blah, an exceptional, exceptional year, exceptional circumstances. Bar that Ulster title, you can add in a lot of relega relegations, you can maybe add in like that league performance against Fermanagh this year. Second half came well, first half weren't only great. So, overall, like it's been fairly topsy turvy from the end of things, and I know a lot of people are saying. You can kind of look at the management team, like for Mickey Graham. I know he's, he's going to be here this year and obviously next year. It's, it's two more years that he came on to do. And I know there's been a 
good bit of change in the back of teams. Obviously, James Burfermeo coming in and, and Shawnee Johnson would have left and a few players kind of leave and retire and t- no Tom Scaligan this year. And I mean, we, Thomas probably is a big, big loss this year, make no doubt about it. And a few retirements too, obviously with Chris Connery and Niall Murray, great lads to bring off the bench. But yeah, definitely... Oh, look, I'll, I'll be perfectly honest myself. I probably was very sore after that Armagh game because I think it's a game we could have won. And I like maybe Armagh have been pretty good in the last couple of games, but I never really bought the hype about Armagh going into it and then being severe favourites. I couldn't really understand it. Probably after the game I could, but um, look, I hope we approach this Tottenham club professionally and we go on and win it because I think it's probably getting like I know it's a big, a big best mead and really. Wasn't ideal, but I think this year I know me and down and off will be definitely looking at trying to win it. Yeah, I think it, it's a it's, it's a must win competition, really. Yeah, and in terms of margin of points of the of the victory, what are you thinking? Six, seven, less, or possibly more? Ah, yeah, I think the leash game, I think the way leash are at the minute, I think Calvin should expose all their weaknesses. I think we should really play their strengths. I'd be, uh, hopefully you're looking, like, and I know I don't want to be cocky, I don't want to be arrogant here, but Calvin should really be looking at 10.4 here. Especially at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd, probably, I'd probably go for 8 or 9, I think maybe maybe slightly less than 10, but at the same time... Yeah, like you wouldn't be you wouldn't be hugely surprised if it was if it was more than ten. Um, in fairness, the other game in the in, in the group is Offaly against London. Um, I think yeah, like I think I think it goes without saying. I think we'd probably expect a a seven, eight, possibly more than ten re- realistically. Um, like I, I think this is going to be a, probably a very comprehensive result for for Offaly. Like Offaly, from yeah. watching uh, watching them at, at Crow Park against Loud, I thought they were very unlucky actually not to win that game. They were very very close. Sort of, yeah. they, they had loud on the ropes just before the the end of uh, the end of normal time. But yeah, you, you'd fancy awfully all day long here. Ah, uh, you would like a home advantage. But I think it was a three or four awfully lads have gone travelling. I think I, I seen. They have, seen yeah, they have actually. I think I think I think I seen Jack Bryant is is gone away to the states. I think a few other yeah. players as well. Now they do have a few other lads. I think coming back from injury. I think Keith O'Neill might possibly back be back, and there might be a few others. Um, but yeah, there is a few players. I think that. That have made the decision to to go and uh, and obviously play football in the states, which yeah, look, you mm. you can't blame them. It's it's, it's a great great opportunity, but um, but yeah, I suppose from from an awfully perspective, like uh, they'll obviously be, I suppose a little bit a little bit less less players that to have available to them, but at the same time, this is the perfect game to to I suppose you know integrate integrate new players into the team. I definitely is, yeah. Like in, in fairness, like I, I, I must actually look and get, get the download and who has, has really headed away from the Offaly point of view. And I'm quite surprised by that because I probably actually would have given Offaly a chance of winning the Total Cup. So I'm surprised there is lads heading away. But obviously, if if America comes knocking, it's a very hard phone call to turn down. And obviously, Offaly a great game against Loud the last day. Like played such good football, the likes of Anton Sullivan and the boys, the great games. But yeah, this game this weekend, I think Offaly will be professional about it. I think they will, yeah. They probably will beat London by your seven or eight points. London, you thought they would have built on last year, you know, pretty good league campaign. It just seems the wheels have fell off a bit. Um, I think Michael Meyer, I'm presuming, I think this probably will be his last year in the job. But London, unfortunately, just haven't really got the ball rolling. I think uh, Offley will be professional about that this weekend. And 
yeah, awfully home come, home victory. I'd be very surprised. Look, it, it could be one of them weekends where you, or one of them games. Oh, London might be running awfully close. But yeah, I think if Offaly are professional enough, even with the boys have lost, I think they will get over the line. But from losing three players to potentially might go on and win the Tall Cup, I think I think the Offaly manager will be quite disappointed. Yeah, Mulkey says here, Cabin by seven, Offaly by 12. Yeah, I think fair fair assumption there. And uh, Dublin is great, says Cabin to, to beat Leash <laughs> by, by 12 points. I'm saying Dublin is great a lot now, and I'm I'm, I'm, I'm all for You're it. You're starting to believe your own hype. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would be that that'll be me now walking around the house. Dublin is great, Dublin. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. I'll probably get kicked out. Um, but anyway, I suppose the other the moving on to group two, actually looking at some of the games in the Talchin Cup this weekend, they actually have the potential to actually be very lopsided, possibly, yeah, uh, because you've got down against Waterford and Mead against Tipperary. Um like he, like th- th- there's no point covering both of these two games individually. We can put them into the same bracket because like Surely down are, are gonna the down are gonna absolutely coast it against Waterford. Let's let's yeah. be perfectly honest. And yeah, and for Mead, I mean, look, you know, if Mead can't get over the line against Tipperary, I mean, Jesus, Forget I mean, what? You, you, they call Might as well just pack it in there, surely. Like, ah, yeah, definitely. Like, and I, yeah, I think Mead, like, my God, it's it's crazy. Very much like having, and I like I've always said this, a very 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 proud footballer county. I know Colin Rourke has been very vocal in his like his post-match interview saying like you know where the county is and people need to be realistic and it's it's not a couple of months project, it's a few years project. And I suppose from the player end of things, what do you think? And like and I even see Jordan Morris, he's literally I think he stepped away from the meat panel and he's actually playing for a club called Kingscourt and Cavalier, and he's just playing his league games at the minute and he's completely adrift from the meat panel. So if that probably doesn't speak volumes about where me football is at the minute, I'm not sure because Jordan he just doesn't look like he's interested in me football at the minute. Um, they're they're probably they're probably uh, struggling big time at the minute. But that's a game they will win at the weekend. Home advantage probably will be enough for me. But uh, my God, me football very much like Cavan. They do not want to be in this competition. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Like, and I think the fact that the Mead even will be making the trip down to to Fraher Fields next week to play Waterford, I think probably shows how far they've fallen, you know, that way. Like, I think it, it, it really does. Like, and, and look, and I know, like, we, we, we kind of love love having a laugh and everything else, but, like, I, I think we, we do want to see Mead back up there at the at, at the top table um, and, and competitive again. And look, may, maybe the Talchin Cup might be the perfect competition for them to, to hopefully go and, um, and, and, I suppose, build some momentum into, into next year. But, um, looking at some some of the other games, then obviously in uh, Group Three, so it's Limerick against Longford and Wicklow against Carlow. I suppose this group definitely a lot more even. Um, Limerick yeah. against Longford. I mean, Limerick disappointing year getting relegated from Division Two. I suppose they they were playing at you know almost a higher level than anyone actually in this competition. When you look at you know how many games they were obviously you know playing in Division Two, but. Obviously, the, the whole crack around their manager, Ray Dempsey, obviously stepping away or getting removed or whatever went on there. New management now in place. Longford at the same time hasn't really clicked so far for, for Paddy Christie. So, look, it's a big opportunity for either one of these two to get a win on the board and 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 I suppose, you know, make a, make a stab at getting out of group. Mm, I know it is, yeah. Like, and I think even from the Longford end of things, like the league was fairly disastrous for them, and obviously Leicester didn't go great either. So Paddy Christie will be mad, mad, mad to kind of get the show on the road for the Longford lads again, and it's supposed to build a bit of momentum because, like, I think he he took the job thinking that right, 
I have a bit of a project on my hands here, and obviously the league didn't work out, so on and so forth. But he will be he will be chopping at the bit. Um, and Limerick as well, is it? They're playing Limerick, is it? Yeah, they're playing Limerick. Yeah, long time yeah. playing Limerick. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Limerick, obviously Limerick, probably in the but <laughs> not in the not like very poor league campaign. Obviously Ray Denson leaving, um, poor championship as well. So it just goes to show you need to choose your manager wisely, or you're going to be or you're going to be at up. But uh, both teams, serious points to prove. Mad to right the wrong in this in this um, oh, in this tall in this tall cup, but uh, yeah, we'll we we we'll wait and see. Yeah, I, th- I think I back long for it anyway, ever so slightly. I think I know it was a disappointing division three campaign, but I, I do think they have good players, and and I yeah. think Paddy Christie yeah. will get get a kick out of them at some point. But Wicklow Carlo, I mean, that's a, another interesting one, but especially with Wicklow in terms of Ushie McConville and obviously the the whole sort of uh, renaissance that he's built there. Uh, for Wicklow, like you surely, you surely backed them to to be Carlo at home. Like I think they've, I think this is the yeah. third time they've played Carlo this year. They played them in the championship in the Leinster championship. Played them in the league as well. Wicklow have won one, and the other game was a draw. So you, you mm. surely fancy Wicklow. Yeah, Wicklow should get the job done here. Um, yeah, I suppose it, it depends what you know. It is McConville's work done for the like I wouldn't say work done for the year, but like you know, getting promotion out of Division Four, getting to a league final. Um, getting narrowly betting it, like is that is that his ceiling? Like is that you know McConville's year done? Are they going to win a Tottenham Cup? No. Is that a game to go in this weekend as well? It probably is. Carlo football lost a lot of gentlemen around that dressing room in the last couple of years, struggling, struggling big time up there. But yeah, I think Wicklow, yeah, Wicklow by probably two, three points, and say McConville go happy, go home happy enough. But are they going to be willing to? Talk? Are either teams going? Are, are either? Four or five, four to six teams their afternoon going to win the Total Cup? Probably not. And that's being, re- being realistic. Yeah, I suppose one team that maybe might have a chance is for Mana. Obviously, they're taking on Wexford. Yeah. And Antrim are hosting Leitrim. Um, in terms of the for Mana game, first of all, like you'd, you'd back for Mana all day long to, to turn yeah. over Wexford. Like I know Wexford have some good players and they have a habit of turning up every now and again when you least expect it. Like I feel like Wexford are a county that almost raise their standards when they play a team that they know is better than them. Um, but at the same time, like sure, surely for Mana after the body of work that happened in Division 3, like you, you surely expect them to, to go out and do the business against Wexford at home as well. Ah, yeah, home advantage will be key. And I, I was only saying this to Shane Carty earlier on, it'll be very interesting to see the sh- um Sean Quigley play this weekend. Like I'm presuming he's fit. Like is 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 he is he part of the Tottenham Cup panel? It'll be very interesting. To see. Obviously, he done a very honest, open and honest interview with BBC Social. So it will be very interesting to see if Quigley, Sean Quigley, is playing because I think they probably will need him this weekend. Um, against you know, as you were after saying, a Wexford team that can get up for these big occasions, and even Ben Bronson, fair play to him, still going strong. Um, he's an absolute credit to himself. But I think home advantage from from and things. I think from Anna. Can they win the Total Cup? I think Kieran Donnelly, like he has the moving, playing pretty good football. I know Derry disposed of them in the Championship fairly easy. Oh, can they make a stab at winning it? I'm not overly sure. Can they get maybe get to quarter final? That's probably where they can where they can reach. But yeah, I think that's a win this weekend. Home advantage, home advantage will swing it for them. Yeah, yeah. And in terms of the the Leitrim Antrim game, obviously Leitrim going away to. To Antrum, uh, Andy Moran against Andy McEntee, the the Battle of the Andes there. Um, <laughs> who, who comes out on top? Ah, yeah, God, these games. Uh, we think, ah, yeah, like I think, 
Oh, God. Andy Moore disappointed after the last day. Andy McEntee, bit of a siege mentality coming from the Antrim and the things. Oh, God. That's a very... Oh, would you sit in the fence and maybe look at a draw there, maybe? That's a very tight game to call. Yeah, Home advantage. Game. I might... I tell you what, and Jesus, Leitrim faithful not like me for this. I think Antrim might just sneak that. Yeah, I think I'll, I, think I don't I'll really want to base that on, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. To be fair, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I might just go for Leitrim. I, I, I think that I, I just think after everything what happened in New York, I think they'll they'll come out all all guns blazing. But we shall see. Uh, I suppose few few comments to run through here. Gary said, uh, "Energy is what we need in the GA. Let's have big football, please." Remind me of 93, Anthony Tohill Derry, big Dublin team, semi-final, best ever, non-final I was ever at. And uh, your guest is fantastic. Love him. So there you go. Lovely, uh, lovely, lovely comment. He also said here as well, oh, best show about GA. I was trying to work out your wonderful guest's accent. I thought from Hannah, then our mad and Leitrim. No <laughs> way having good, good Irish ulcer and you. I suppose he thought you were an Armar from Anaman there, so he, he nearly he, he nearly lost you there, I think. But uh, but there you go. So I suppose nice nice compliments there. Calvin, Calvin, all the way. I know it's probably very up and down. I've I've relations from all over the place, so I could be probably credited for having any accent. But Calvin, for my sins, my man, and thanks for the lovely comment. Perfect, perfect. I suppose. But before we finish up, then bet of the week, player of the week. What are we thinking? I mean, there's a lot of. I mean, there's a lot of games across the country, isn't there? So it's hard. Yeah. It's a hard one to know. But what are we yeah. thinking? Oh Lord above! Um, what will we go with? Value? Is there much? I don't. Is there much value this weekend? Is that Antrim game? Would that be much value against Leitrim? Oh yeah. Lordy! Right. I okay. Like, I feel like Armad Derry is probably the big one, isn't it? Like. Yeah, I think okay. Value, value. I'll go with Antrim to get one over Leitrim. Um, player to watch this weekend. Let's go with maybe Rain O'Neill because the fact he was injured, a bit of a siege mentality from him. If our mad have a big day this weekend, they will need Mr. O'Neill. So yeah, keep keep eyes on him. But so many players, yeah, Mr. Rain O'Neill. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, in terms of better the week, yeah, it's, it's I mean it's a very tough one. Like as we were saying there, a lot of the Talchin Cup games are, are probably going to be maybe a little bit one-sided this week just just by the way i suppose the the, the draw is gone but yeah like in terms of better week like if, if we're going to do Ant, maybe you'd say Armagh would be Derry. like there might, might be the potential for it to to happen there um, what about value 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 see i'm not much of a betting man really so i would would, would i be the most knowledgeable person to, to to answer that i don't know i'm sure there's always plenty of commenters who come with some great suggestions and everything else but before we but, jump uh, what's people's bets any bets any bets <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah bet bet responsibly now and, and, and by, <laughs> by, by bet responsibly i mean don't listen to us because no we, we certainly aren't the uh the, the experts but uh but yeah in terms of player of the week though i'd probably go or player to watch i'd probably go brendan rogers i think it's be very interesting to see what type of what type of game he has what who he picks up as well because we we seen last year he picked up michael murphy uh, he, he was on Conor McManus during the Monaghan game, so I'd be very curious to see what type of what type of role he plays. And obviously, he was I think he was man of the match in, in last year's final uh, as well. So I think that would be that would be very very interesting. Um, I suppose this is an interesting one. Mean man says if 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 we've got money, maybe on Sligo winning against Kildare. Yeah, I suppose that could be that could be a fair one. In fairness, um, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I presume he means obviously the under twenty all Ireland there, and not the not the. Oh yeah, God, I thought yeah. the oh the senior right, right. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I suppose we'll I suppose we'll go go ahead and finish things up there. I suppose, uh, John, if anyone's looking to find your own show, the J Mac Podcast, where can they find it? Uh, they can find it on YouTube, the J Mac Podcast, on Twitter at the J Mac Podcast, on Facebook, the J Mac Podcast. So we'd love to hear from you. Aaron, it's an absolute pleasure to be on the show, my man. Uh, always good stuff, always good content your end. Always love watching it. And we will t- yeah, t- chat soon, my man. Brilliant, brilliant stuff. Yeah, cheers, anyone who tuned in. If you could like and subscribe, be much appreciated. And um, yeah, we'll speak to you all soon.